This is Box Score, brought to you by Games Radar, and I'm your host, Richard Grisham. All right, we are here with the great Greg Seward from the Player One podcast, the Generation 16, former EGMer, current game designer, and uh, father of three kids, and uh, the uh, family member of a legendary car race, successful car racing team, Mr. Greg Seward. Greg, welcome back to the show as a two-time, two-time guest. It's glad to, good to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. We are here to talk about NHL 13. This is a review session. But before we get to NHL 13, Greg, you are Canadian. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that means you are legally bound uh, to be a hockey fan. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's funny because I'm not, um, I am a hockey fan, but I'm not like hardcore, hardcore hockey fan. I've never actually played uh, organized hockey. Have you put skates on? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> For this so. show, that qualifies. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's <laughs> It's good to let the listeners know the level of quality we're aiming for here. So, so uh, you are from Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, home of Sidney Crosby. Okay, right. Yeah, home of Sidney yeah. Crosby, Stanley Cup champion, Olympic gold medalist. So mm-hmm. um, let's just chat. When you, when you grew up, I mean, I know you're a racing fan, and if you have not listened to our epic racing box score retrospective you should but you grew up a racing fan but also a hockey fan to some degree so like you know what's your favorite team and how did you how did you come to be that uh, be a fan of that team see i, I hate to tell, i hate to say what my favorite team is because <clears throat> it sounds like i'm a bandwagon uh, jumper but i'm not my favorite team is the penguins um which of course Sidney crosby is from uh cole harbor which is part of uh halifax where i where i live and where i grew up but um, I've been a Penguins fan since I was a kid. I was actually a big Mario Lemieux fan uh, back in the day. So that was kind of, you know, the Penguins were my team. Uh, so it was a, when I was in high school, it was actually a great time to be a Penguins fan because was, those were the years they won their Cups uh, before before Crosby came in. So that was when they were really bad for a long time. 91, 92 were the Cups, Somewhere right? in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they beat the now no longer existing Minnesota North Stars. They moved to Dallas shortly yep. after that. Swept yep. them, I think. I think they did, yeah. And they, they, it was an amazing team. So, Yeah, that was uh, – who was that? That was Mario Lemieux. Paul Coffey was on that team. Mm-hmm. Jager on that team. Yes, uh, Stevens, I think, was on there too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Barrasso was the goalie. Ah, uh, yeah, Tom Barrasso. Tom Barrasso, yeah. Colorful career, that one. So, yeah, yeah. okay, Penguins fan. Okay. Now, I would are are the Penguins sort of a popular team in in that region, or did you just sort of kind of how'd you latch on to to Pittsburgh? They are now, um, and they are now because of Crosby uh, more than anything else, I think. But um, back then, they really weren't. Actually, I find, I mean, in Canada, you always got you've got the Canadians fans, the most annoying fans in sports. Um, and the Maple Leaf fans, just in general, they're everywhere. I mean, but, in, but just you know, to to be clear, most annoying fans in sports—that's a pretty bold statement. It's a pretty true <laughs> statement too. Anybody who knows a Canadian fan knows what I'm talking uh, oh about. Oh my, we um, just alienated a large swath of my <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Not really. Oh, uh, God. Um, no, but around here, actually, uh, a lot of Boston fans, a lot of Bruins fans. Okay. Um, so a lot of uh, and and that sort of tells you why I don't like the Canadians because you know Bruins and the Canadians. Yeah, sure. Major rivalry. Yeah. So um, yeah, a lot of Boston fans. My whole family actually are Bruins fans. Um, and I think part of it for me was I didn't want to cheer for the exact same team as my dad and my brother and my uncles and everything like that. So interesting. Um, and and Lemieux is exciting. I mean, he's oh, yeah. a really exciting player. And it's like, well, I really like him. He's really fun to watch. And the team was great at the time, and it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to follow Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, and, I, when uh, he yeah. came up, he was the next great one. I mean, he, he was. was right up there as the next Wayne Gretzky. And Lemieux in French means the best. I mean, I remember all of that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, he was huge. So, um, yeah, I, I knew a few. I've known a few Penguins fans through the years, but then of course they were so bad for so long after that. Yes, too true. that. That you kind of didn't see a lot of Penguins gear around here anyway because it just, they were a nothing team for so long. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Crosby definitely <clears throat> changed all that in this region. So, And then they almost went bankrupt and almost moved as well. Yeah. 
before yeah. Lemieux came back in and bought the team, or at least, yeah, well, no, he did buy the team, right? He wasn't I believe just so, a yeah. owner. Yeah. Uh, they got a new building put together, but they were, before Crosby was drafted, they were extremely close. I think they actually did go bankrupt, and they were extremely close to moving from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I want to say they did go bankrupt. But yeah, there was that big worry that they were going to be gone right out of the city, which which would suck because from everything that I've ever heard, it, Pittsburgh is a good sports city, right? It's good. It's a good fan city. So, Would you have followed the team had they moved to another location? Uh, most likely, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Because I am a, a, New, a New Jersey Devils fan. Right. Um, I'm not born in New Jersey, but I've lived in New Jersey since I was a kid. Yeah, and uh, you know most people in the state tend to be devils. uh, Sorry, tend to be Flyers fans if you're in the central to southern part of the state. Boo! Yeah, exactly. And Rangers fans if you are in the northern part of the state. You know, the Devils showed up from Colorado in the early '80s. um, Perfect for me because I was a kid, and I actually did not grow up on hockey. the NHL and its infinite wisdom in the uh, 80s was really basically not on television, not on yeah. not on free television anyway. And yeah. uh, being a kid of a family that didn't have a whole lot of money, if it wasn't you know on free television, I didn't see it. So see, you I- should have grown up in Canada. I mean, up here it was on it was on CBC, CBC Hockey Night in Canada was like the broadcast, right? Uh, oh yeah. So it was on free television here because CBC Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It's government television and so, when, uh, when the yeah. de- when the devils actually showed up just the fact that there was a team with new jersey in it <laughs> was fun to me and kind of like you not being a contrarian but i just never liked the rangers never liked the flyers so when a new jersey team showed up i was just like all right i'm in i'm a devils fan and you want to talk about bad <laughs> that team was bad so bad that wayne gretzky called them a mickey mouse organization e it was, but then, uh, but he went on to, to coach the Coyotes. So what does he know? <laughs> right? That's horrible, by the way. I'm probably going to get struck by lightning tomorrow for <laughs> saying anything bad about the Great One. So I, uh, you know, suffered through many terrible uh, seasons of the Devils, and then one magical year on the last night of the regular season, John McClain scored a goal in Chicago in overtime to propel the Devils into the playoffs, where they actually won a couple of rounds and made it to the mm-hmm. conference finals. Uh, and played the Big Bad Bruins and actually took them to seven games and lost before the Bruins went and lost the, the same Wayne Gretzky's Edmonton Oilers. So, um, and then, of course, several years later, after uh, landing Martin Brodeur and, Marty. and the, uh, the great steal of Scott Stevens from the St. Louis Blues and one of the great all-time sort of thefts, uh, you know, and bringing up guys like uh, Scott Niedermeyer and... Mm-hmm. And Claude Lemieux coming coming up, they wound there, up. There's a guy I hated. Yeah, well, I hated Claude Lemieux. You either loved or hate him. There's yeah. no middle ground with Claude Lemieux. And uh, the Devils wound up winning three Stanley Cups. And one of my all-time great sports memories is that I was at Game Seven in 2003 when they won their third Stanley Cup, and I was like in the building and uh, got to see him. You know, the whole celebration, and everything, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did not. As a youngster, was not into hockey, but when the Devils showed up and then uh, was able to see a few games here and there, and then really, when I really was able to get into them was when I went to uh, to college and uh, you know was able to watch a lot of the games at the the bars and, and the cable TV, which, which uh, you know, was yeah. available. And you know, there's there's nothing like the NHL. I mean, I love all major sports, but the NHL is so good and has been criminally under-marketed or poorly marketed for so long. Um, but I tell you, there's a reason that big hockey fans are big hockey fans because it is just such a terrific game. It is. It is. And, and I, you're right. And it's funny because, I mean, I come from a region that doesn't have a team. Um, we have we had an AHL team for years. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, we they when I remember them, where they were, they were actually the Voyageurs or the, just the V's, we called them. Uh, and then they were the Citadels. And then I believe we lost the AHL team at that point. And now we have what's the QMJHL, who anybody who plays the NHL games in the last couple of years, you can play as in that league as well as the Halifax Mooseheads, um, named after a local beer. So that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have had but, yeah. more than one Moosehead in my life. There you go, right? So 
we we've always had like the semi pro sort of we've always had the farm league teams in Halifax. There was a few years I think where we didn't have one. Um, so uh, yeah, and I, I, I you kind of around here you just kind of pick the team. You know yeah. you pick your pro team, but um, but again, big Boston, big Boston fans here, huge. So as far as video game video game hockey goes. Um, I mean, I can distinctly remember my first real hockey game, and it, it may have been yours. Um, the first hockey game that I ever played was on the NES, and it was ice hockey. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that was the first one. It was either that or Blades of Steel. See, I seem to recall Blades of Steel being the second hockey game that I ever played. Yeah. It was it was right there because I got my NES pretty late. I think it was like eighty eight. I did as well. Um, when I played yeah. when I played the NES, the first two or three years of me playing the NES, it was at somebody else's house. Yeah, same here. So, but yeah, I mean, two great games. Um, ice hockey, obviously, really fondly remembered by people. Four on four hockey, kind of interesting. But and it um, was Ma- they were Mario, right? Like I don't know. They looked like they could be. There was the little guy. There was the normal yeah. guy. Then there was the fat guy. But they the were all f- flavors of Mario. Yep, yep. It, it, it very well could have been. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I I spent tons of time on and, and again growing up in Canada, right? Like those were the games a lot of me and my friends gravitated toward. But tons of time playing ice hockey and Blades of Steel. Although I got to say, I think I like Blades of Steel more. Oh, me too. Blades of Steel. Yeah. I mean. To this day, I can hear Blades of Steel. Fading. Oh my God! And yeah, hit the yeah. pass, hit the hit pass, the pass. face I, off. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and the coolest thing about Blade—well, not the coolest, but certainly one of the coolest things—was you had different teams, like you had New York and you had Los mm-hmm. Angeles and you had Chicago and Edmonton. And I don't know if they played differently, but just being able to pick different <laughs> teams was so cool. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing that I really loved about that, and I don't remember what the setup was in ice hockey, but what I loved about Blades of Steel was that you could do like the 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 sort of the the run to the cup, right? Yeah. And it even had like a little ending, which yes. was fantastic. Yes. Which was all highlights. They weren't really highlights. They were all scripted, obviously. But you know, there was like these these highlights where they would show the the big goal, and then the screen would freeze and it would go black and white. And, yes. And the final shot of the whole team with the center holding up the cup and everything I was like that's amazing. I'm smiling ear to ear just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> is that on the virtual console? It's not, is it? I don't think so. Because if it was, no. I would have it. Yeah, I absolutely same here. have it. So yeah, that's <clears throat> that's you know what I and I probably played more of those two games than watched hockey during that era again just because <laughs> there was just so little hockey available uh for for me to watch at that time you know the NHL just wasn't on network television at all mm-hmm. but what really got me um even more into hockey than anything else was the Sega Genesis yeah, but before we get there, you probably see. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I played one time when I went to my uh, my sister lived in upstate New York, and one weekend I went up there, and she had a Super Nintendo, and I went to like the local video store, and I rented you know whatever EA's NHL game was at the time. Mm-hmm. But that was really, I mean, I remember basically playing nothing but that game all weekend and trying to win the Stanley Cup and not being able to. But I didn't really spend a whole lot of time. I didn't really, you know, I like I said, didn't have a Super Nintendo. So were there any like sort of Super Nintendo or that era hockey games that you remember playing, or you you look back fondly at? Not, not so much. I mean, it was that was sort of during a time in sports games where like everybody was doing doing sports games. Or yeah. it, I shouldn't say that. I guess EA kind of led the charge, but then it, everybody sort of piled on, and like Sega had Mario Lemieux hockey. And um, I, there was like Brett Hull hockey at one point. I remember on the Super Nintendo in particular, and there was like ESPN hockey. Um, but none of them came close to the EA NHL games. I mean, they were just head and shoulders above everything else. They were licensed, or at least for some of them were licensed. Like I remember NHL logos and Stanley Cups and oh, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Although that that was one of the things with the the first uh, hockey game, the NHL game from EA on the on the Genesis was that it, they only had the NHL license, so none of the players were actually in the game. Yeah, I remember. I just remember being dumbfounded by how good the Sega Genesis EA NHL games were. Just mm-hmm. 
so good, so much fun. I mean, they're immortalized in movies, you know, the, the famous movie Swingers, you know, where the guys are playing and, you <laughs> yeah. know, wants to make Wayne Gretzky's head bleed. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, in college, we would spend hours and hours and hours playing two games on my buddy's Sega Genesis, Madden and NHL. And they were just so much fun. And, yeah, you know, that you could find the money goals and – find the uh you know the little cheats and stuff like that but no matter what <laughs> we just just loved those games and talk about little celebrations you know when you won the Stanley Cup the guys would parade the little cup around the oh, yeah. it was amazing <laughs> i loved that it's funny you mentioned Madden and i think like for a lot of american uh kids growing up around that time like you know where the genesis started to sort of take hold and really become a force down there and one of the major turning points was the release of Madden and and Joe Montana to a lesser degree, but it's funny because up here, almost nobody—not almost nobody, but a vast majority of people who were around then don't really have that memory. I don't think. Okay. Because football is not nearly as big up here. Sure. As as it is down there, um, but when NHL came out up here, oh my God! All these people, all my friends who had NESs and hadn't moved on to Super Nintendo, all of a sudden everyone had a Genesis. Or where I was one of the one of the kids that had the Genesis. Right. I was carting that thing around with me all over the place <laughs> to go to people's houses to play NHL, right? Like, it was just amazing. It was just an amazing game. It was so good. And you didn't expect it. And you, you didn't could, expect it to be as good as it was. You could have as much fun playing against the computer as you could playing against your buddy. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Which, for sports games back then especially, was kind of rare. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that that was what really – and, again, it kind of came at that same time, early 90s. Um, when I was able to watch a lot more hockey, then I was playing a lot more of that hockey. You know, the Devils were were getting better. It was just, it was a, you know, it was really in that era when I went from being sort of a casual hockey fan to much more, you know, just just a much bigger hockey fan than I and I and I had been the whole time. Um, really, then for me personally, uh, when you look then into sort of the next uh, era, I mean, I didn't really play a lot of hockey on PS One. There's no there's no hockey game on that that kind of stands out, but that's probably more out of my own sort of ignorance and, and sort of being in that little space and time in my life where I was not really into gaming as much for a few years. Right. I was, I mean, with the with the sort of PS1 era, um, I spent part of that uh, doing fan sites, and then I spent part of, I spent the tail end of that working in, in the magazine industry. Right. So I did play some of them. And, I mean, I played the EA NHL games then, and I played the face-off games right. from uh, 989 Sports, if anyone remembers those, oh, that, sure. that label. I, I remember the label, not those yeah. games so much, though. No, well, that's just it. Nothing stands out. Like, when I was sort of getting ready for this tonight, uh, for, for our little session here, I was sort of racking my brain thinking, like, PS1, what did I – I didn't really play any hockey games at any great length on the PS1. I mm. kind of – that's kind of like a black hole, and then the first time I remember really picking up any of the NHL games again was was uh, on the PS2. But yes. I will say that on the Saturn, ah um, yes, how could we forget? There were two, <laughs> put it out there. There were two. <laughs> there were two hockey games that stood out, and actually one of them was on the PS1, I believe, uh, which was NHL Power Play '96. Okay, um, just kind of another example. I, I I honestly couldn't tell you a standout feature on that game. Uh huh. Um, but it was kind of a very unexpected. I think it was Virgin Interactive that published it. Hmm. Um, so you didn't expect anything out of it. And it actually just ended up being a really solid hockey game. Cool. Uh, something that I'm guessing the EA games must have stopped being for a while because I don't remember playing any of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's another one. You, you actually mentioning movies reminded me of this because it was in um, one of Kevin Smith's movies. Oh, uh, Mall Rats. Amy. Or no, Mallrats, Mall yeah, at the very beginning when they're playing the game and he's scoring like 25 goals or something, right? Yeah, and it's 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 all-star hockey and it's funny because that game was terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible game. It was like a it was like a 3D game but with 2D sprites and it just wasn't very good. <laughs> Although it had one really interesting feature um which has been co-opted by sports games now, which was you could play on a team through a season as a particular player on the ice okay so you only played that position which of course is be a pro right now. right um first time i ever remember seeing something like that but i also remember f sort of famously kevin smith um big 
NHL hockey fan on the Genesis. And Big Devils fan, by the way. Yes, yes. He actually complained because he was he was pressured to put that game really? in his movie. It was supposed to be one of the Genesis games. What? Pressured by whom? Uh, by Miramax, I believe. Might have had a deal with Sega. Uh, Sega was pushing that game at the time. Okay. Yeah, if you listen to – I don't know why I remember this, but um, if you listen to like the commentary in that movie, when, when the scene comes up where he's playing – I think he's playing against Hartford, another dead team um, – where he's he's talking about you know how he, you never beat the whale or this happens once every hundred years or something like that, <laughs> and he's pointing at the screen. When he points at the screen, Kevin Smith is saying like that was supposed to be one of the Genesis games. I think it was like NHL '95 or '96 or something like that. Wow! But he was he was sort of talked into and pressured into putting that Saturn game on there. So there's a little trivia for you. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so PS2 era NHL. What uh, I mean for me. The two games stick out, um, which are the ESPN and, or you know the NHL 2K games, which you know mm-hmm. the the ESPN hockey, which had Jeremy Roenick on the cover. I mm-hmm. played a ton of and was amazing. I loved that game. There was that time for years when the 2K games or the ESPN games. I don't know if They're they were standard. from 2K Sports. They were. Much better than the yeah. EA games. Like, it think, wasn't even close. I think it was Cush Games that developed those? Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. And I, I just remember playing those and loving those. And, and then when those went, you know, on the PS2 and then on the, the original Xbox, when those went online, um, oh, yeah. I played, you know, hundreds and hundreds of games against my, my, uh, my friends. I, I have uh, a buddy who... Uh, uh, I met on Xbox Live, um, call him Beer Gut, who we played, you know, well, he calls himself Beer Gut, so <laughs> let's, let's be, be clear on that. We we played hundreds of games. You know, he's a Leafs fan. I'm a Devils fan. We played seven-game series all the times. We played USA versus Canada. Like, that game was just so good and, again, was 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 so at the right time where, you know, the ability to play online, when you play online with a friend, you know, who's sort of the same level as you, the, the, you can just have more fun than, than you could probably should be able to. The games were so good. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's like the beauty of that, that sport in general is where you're constantly in motion, right? Yeah. Much along the same lines. I'm sure that a lot of FIFA fans feel like I, I totally agree with you when you play either, sitting on the couch multiplayer or or online with someone who's <clears throat> similar level of talent to you it's there's just an amazing ebb and flow to that sport and it's yep. you know it's constant tension it's constant motion it, nothing's ever stops moving and it's it's great and the other thing is just like in the real sport momentum you know yeah. all of a sudden like for a couple two or three seven game series in a row i will just be on fire and i'll win in mm-hmm. four games or five games, but then I'll give up a couple of bad goals. He'll win a game. And the next thing you know, he's going on a run of, you know, two or three series in a row. Like all of those things seem to happen. One of the other things that really seemed to develop during that time frame was the things like, yeah, you know, just every once in a while, your goaltender is just going to have a terrible game. Oh, right? gosh. <laughs> Nothing just, worse. I mean, and, and that's what happens. I, again, I just remember like some nights just saying, hey, Beer gut, you know, just Brodeur just didn't have it tonight when other nights he would stand on his head. Which is, I mean, just like real life. Yeah. You know, exactly. you, if, you, if you got a hot goalie, you got a hot goalie. And there's just some nights there's nothing you can get by him, and then some nights they can't stop anything. Did you ever play NHL Hits, H I T Z? I did. And what very, did you think very, about very that? little. It was cool. That was basically like sort of NBA jam retrofitted into hockey, was it not? Am I. Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know. Uh, it was a. It was I think two on two. Um, yes, you know, midway. Mo- model, yeah, mid- midway modeled yeah. after the NFL blitz. You know that sort of big yeah. over the top game. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking it was fun for about an hour or two, but then it really didn't have anything beyond it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I remember <laughs> as well. I don't. I don't really haven't really given that game a second thought in a long time. <laughs> Did uh, did any <clears throat> any other NHL games, um, you know, or in, any of that era, anything else stand out to you, positive, negatively, or you know, any sort of memories from that uh, PS2 Xbox era? 
No, I mean, it, really, you pretty much covered it. The 2K games were were fantastic for quite a while. Um, although I, I have to say there were a couple, and I couldn't tell you the years, but there were a couple of the EA NHL games that I started to enjoy. Again, they, they I believe they kind of started to get a little momentum back uh, in that era. Um, but it's still like it was hands down. Like when when they came out every year, you went to the 2K game because it was always better. Yeah, and for a while it was twenty bucks too, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Yep, yep. I do remember though there was a year late in the PS2 Xbox era where NHL came out and it got really good reviews. This was before I was doing reviews, maybe a year or two before I started doing the reviews for Games Radar, and I, I picked it up and. I was really impressed, and it was one of the coolest things ever was when I won the Stanley Cup, and the EA NHL game had the most amazing Stanley Cup celebration. I don't mean just on the ice. I'm talking about like a 10-minute video set to music where you would see... Um, wow. You know, all sorts of, uh, you know, like highlights through the season with a great song playing and then a extended ceremony on the ice with all the different guys skating the cup around and then them all gathering around the cup and absolutely positively by far the best celebration I'd ever seen in a sports game. And it blew me away, blew me away. And like I have never – and EA is actually – Always, their NHL Stanley Cup celebrations have always been, since then, the best celebrations in sports games. And they still do a really nice job with it. Well, they have the president now. Well, now they do. Yes, that's true. That so, I mean, true. you know, what, what, who else are you going to get, really? <laughs> well, the prime minister. Come on. Uh, okay. This, well, nobody <laughs> knows who he is. But then, um, early, relatively early in the... 360 PS3 era came the big change when EA abandoned the buttons for the sticks. What did you think about that when that happened? I was completely lost. Really? um, Yeah, I mean, I I finally got used to it, but I it took me a while. It definitely took me a while to to make the transition. I knew it. I mean, it gives you so much more freedom, obviously, and and it's something that had was a major part of the game that had been missing for a long time because the stick handling is so important, you know. Um, and, and to be able to keep your direction but sweeps the puck out of the way of, of somebody trying to get it from you, um, definitely changed the game. That was that was when the EA games started becoming the 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 hockey games again. Um, but it took me a while to get used to it for sure. And it wasn't more than a year or two after that that the once dominant 2K, you know, NHL 2K disappeared. Yeah. Which to this day I still find uh, astounding that a game that was so refined, so well done, had great commentary, great sound. Uh, I still remember just getting totally jazzed by, you know, like the sound of the puck hitting off the crossbar. Mm-hmm. That ding was just perfect. To then just up and disappear, you know, just to get completely overtaken in every aspect, in gameplay, in presentation, in realism, it was astounding. I mean, it just, it seemed to me that, and I don't have any insight into this, but it seemed to me like they just kind of rode what they had for a long time and just sort of didn't, you know, I don't know if they just didn't make many changes in development or what, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think the NHL games are much of a market when it comes to sports games overall. Probably not even near what their NBA market is. So, you know, especially in the U.S., um, whereas it seemed like EA Canada put on this big push to to fix their hockey games right at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, it, it was sad. It was really sad to see it go. I remember the last – I don't think I even played the final 2K games. I did, but it was only for review. And it was well. There you go. It was obvious that they were flailing. Uh, yeah, because the gameplay got really arcadey. Like guys would just be mm-hmm. flying across the ice. I mean, they they kind of. I think they made a decision. Okay, since EA is is getting getting the gameplay down so solid, we got to do something different. And uh, 
I just and that's I, what they I, came I, up with. Yeah, it was flailing pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember thinking that it. Well, I was disappointed. I I, I forget what the final year was that I played, but I just remember being extremely disappointed. Um, it's, you know, it's like the how the mighty have fallen, really. Right. And then it wasn't long after that that you started seeing the ads for the Wii game that came with the hockey stick attachment. Yeah, Wayne, that was Wayne Gretzky a, shilling that, and it was, that was like, yeah, EA that's so. That was an EA game. Was that the Slapshot. EA game? NHL oh my God, Slapshot. I'm yep. sorry, I have no, that completely backwards. No, but you know what? Now I'm saying that the last 2K game I played was the Wii, a Wii version. Yes, and you know what's funny about that? I had that game for review. And I actually um, gave that game to a coworker who had a young son, and you know, just to to illustrate how you know those of us in the industry or those of us that are hardcore guys kind of mm-hmm. lose lose touch with the real gamers, and I put real in quotes because I lent lent that to my buddy who had a young son, and uh, they love it and still to this day play it, and he has got he's like six or seven or eight now you know he was like five or six at the time is now a hockey fan because of that game (laughs) okay that's pretty awesome yeah so i mean and they loved it and it's a completely different way to play the game you're moving the you know you're waggling and waving and all that stuff (laughs) but uh, they love it and you know my is my buddy's name is steve he said you know at first he would let his son win because the son was trying to figure out but a couple months later like it was all he could do to 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 win the game, and now he has no chance against him because his son is so good at it. <laughs> and his son is disappointed because as the years have gone on, the guys that are on the team are no longer on the team. Right. Yeah. And there's no way to update the rosters, and there's no new game. So now they're kind of having a hard time with it. But for a while, that was that was their favorite game. Oh, who knows? With the Wii U, maybe we'll we'll get something interesting and different. That's true. Probably not. Before I, we. Oh, no, I really ahead. wish, I really wish, though, that EA would uh, release portable versions of their hockey games. Oh, well, you and I are both big Vita guys, and one mm-hmm. of the big disappointments I have with the Vita, and not in the Vita itself, but one of my dis- big disappointments related to it is, like you said, there's no NHL 13 on mm-hmm. that system. It It is just built for it. it oh, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. And even the 3DS. Like, I've got a 3DS XL. I, I, I would play hockey on that. There's nothing saying you couldn't make a good hockey game on that. Absolutely. So before we get to NHL 13, any sort of stinkers, you know, or least favorite or terrible hockey games? Oh, man. Let me tell you. Oh, boy. Here we go. Um, Actually, it's funny because I've gone back and looked at some of these. And there was – I don't know if it was like the same developer that was doing this game over and over again. But if you go back and look, I mentioned Mario Lemieux's hockey for the Genesis. It was horrible. It was just downright terrible. Okay. But I believe that's the same game or developed by the same group somewhere that was released over and over and over again. Because I actually have Ice Hockey or whatever it's called for the Atari Lynx of all things. Oh, boy. It's the same game. It really? looks the same. Yeah, it seems to me that it's the exact same game. And I'm sure I've seen the same game elsewhere. But either way, Mario Lemieux Hockey, really bad. The one that stands out to me, and when you mentioned the Super Nintendo, and you might know where I'm going with this, yep. Stanley Cup Hockey on the Super Nintendo was atrocious. Um, it was like a mode seven. It was a sort of an early experiment in a 3d hockey game on the, uh, Super Nintendo, which they had a basketball game on there as well. I think it was NCAA, um, that did the same thing, but it was awful. It was, uh, you know, you were in this, you were in this <laughs> rink that was floating in space basically because the way mode seven worked, they couldn't have a background or something like that. Yeah. And I remember I worked in retail at the time, uh, and we sold a ton of NHL hockey uh, one Christmas. And I don't ha- know the actual numbers, but I guarantee ninety percent of them came back wow. after Christmas. That's amazing. As as sellbacks, not returns, because we wouldn't do returns, but we would take trade ins. And uh, yeah, we had we had to start turning them away, like it. Just just a terrible game. Um, that's the, always the one that comes to mind when someone asks me, like, bad games in general or bad sports <laughs> games in general. It's like the most returned game ever, NHL hockey. Well, I think that's... Stanley Cup hockey, yes, right. I think that same developer made that NCAA basketball game, and I distinctly remember playing that game in college, and after the end of the regular season, I was expecting to go to the NCAA tournament, but they hadn't programmed it, so, like, <laughs> it would just go to this weird, bizarre... 
game where like like you couldn't even like actually play it. Like the score wouldn't be properly kept. It, wow. it was just like the most bizarre, weird thing. And again, this was there was no internet back then. There was no way to like say what the heck is going on with this stuff. I mean, these companies could sometimes even get away with just releasing flat out broken games into the uh, <laughs> you know in, into the hands of unsuspecting idiots like me. There's a problem. <laughs> so this is kind of strange for Nintendo, isn't it? Because I think that was a Nintendo game. They they published them. Well, then maybe this. The, um, I, you talk about playing a game in space. This was an NCAA basketball game in space, which had no backgrounds whatsoever, yep. and it was, um, you know, if you ever, I kind of hearken the art style back to the uh, the uh, Dire Straits video, "Money for Nothing." You know, <laughs> those really long, you know, sort of bouncy characters and stuff. It was yeah. just a really weird, crazy game. So that that's why I, I I was thinking it might have been by the same guys. It felt like somebody somewhere did a tech demo. You know, saying this is we could do this with the Super <laughs> Nintendo, and then it became a product. <laughs> basically <laughs> all right so let's actually get into this year's nhl 13 which by the way off for uh, games radar i reviewed i gave it a four out of five which is great i love it i think it's a a, a great game uh, i'm having a ton of fun with it um and as and as we do with games radar we kind of do three things you love three things you hate so Greg, let's just start off with the first of three things that you love about NHL 13. My preparation for this has been horrible. Oh no! Um, <laughs> I am. It's actually a love-hate thing, but I'll tell you the part that I love right sure. now. I uh, love the new skating physics. Sure. Um, I love the fact that you uh, don't have as much control, especially on a turn or on a stop, uh, when you're skating at full speed. Basically, when you're up at like top momentum, basically. Yeah. Um, and when you go to make a turn, it's like a long sweeping turn, and you can't just sort of turn on a dime, which was always something that was wrong with those games. Um, so I'm I'm really crazy about that. Actually, I think it I think it changes the game for the better. It's there's a there's some there's some glitchiness there. Uh, I know when you make like a long turn and you you hit the boards, you kind of just run into the boards and keep going. But um, in general, that's that's definitely one of the things I love about it. Uh, that was actually my number one love, so I got to go on to uh, a, a different one. And I'm going to say this: I, I probably should save it for later, but there's no reason to. One of the things that <laughs> I love about this, which is not really new about NHL 13, but I love the EASHL, the EA Sports mm-hmm. Hockey League. I've spent more time playing it um, this year, not that much, but I, I've, I've had a lot of fun playing the EASHL. And if if those of you out there listening don't know what it is, it is a online league that you can play with a group of people in a cooperative mode. And uh, a couple times I've played with different people that I know, and we all play different positions. And like there was one, uh, there was one night when I was playing with some some you know longtime friends that I've known, online sports gamers through the fourth string and that sports gamer leagues, where. Um, we really sort of, you know, the first period we were kind of flailing around, didn't quite know how to interact with each other. But by the second period, I'm like, okay, I'm gathering the puck. I'm, I'm streaking down the, down the wing and I'm calling out to my uh, buddies. Okay. Okay. I'm going to stop. I'm going to wait a half a second and I'm going to fire the puck at the net. So get in for a rebound, you know, and we would start sort of organizing how we were playing and playing cooperatively in hockey online in the EASHL is a delight. So it is highly recommended. I love it. Again, it's been around for a while, but it's a little more improved this year. And um, just some of the games that I've played have been tremendous fun. And going actually going back to the nature of the sto- the sport, again, hockey, a, a perfect sport for that. Um, you know, you, you look at something similar to that in, say, football, um, not so much. Correct. Because, you, you know, you're active, but you're not necessarily doing that much or even something like, FIFA, although FIFA has an amazing uh, online co-op mode as well. Yeah. But I fi- I found when I played that before, too, that you could just be kind of doing nothing. Right. Um, now, basketball, a little bit different. I don't have a lot of experience with basketball, though. So, Actually, I have played quite a bit of basketball uh, team-up mode. Well, not quite a bit, but I played some team-up mode with uh, one of your co-hosts on the Player One podcast, Mike Phillips. Uh, uh-huh. And it is also a, a lot of fun. It is a, it a it is a lot of fun again when you're like just a guy who's playing as the point guard or the center, um, you know, with a bunch of teammates. But again, it, it's all about once you start to learn how to play with your different uh, friends, it, it 
tra- it changes the game. It's a very different game when you're playing that way than when you're playing either against somebody or just against a computer. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I don't think nearly enough people get to experience, but you should, because when you find the right group of people, it is it's just so much fun. Yeah. All right. What's the second thing that you love about NHL 13? Hmm. I'm trying to think here. Um, uh, actually, this might sound kind of silly. Um, I love the B. I love the way they've got the BAGM mode set up. Okay. This year, I don't know. I don't know why this is popping to mind, but um, being able to to advance in chunks of games. I don't oh, know if yeah. this is something that that they used to do because I honestly have never been part of a, an online franchise. It's my first year. I'm actually in a franchise with you. Yes. My one of my only wins. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good, good thumping uh, beat me three yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's the only time that's ever happened. <laughs> the uh, yeah, like just being able to sort of you know okay advancing it like with I'm also in a Madden league and obviously with with football it's so much easier because everybody plays once a week or they have a bye and yeah. you know it's a very short season. But hockey, it's a lot harder to manage obviously because their season is so much longer. Yes, and I just love the fact that you can sort of. You know, here's your set of games you can play. You can play them in any order. And, uh, yeah, it, it might sound like a silly thing, but I think it's good design. Now, I wish that all the screens online didn't have to load and sync to the server every single time you wanted to access them. But Yeah, uh, you just stole one of my hates because, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah those – well, we'll get to that. But, yeah, yeah the, the way that it's set up, you're right, where – and I NBA 2K12 last year had this, and I'm, there may have been other situations before where, where, where this was used, but those are the only two games I've ever seen it where basically, okay – it's not just one game. You can you've got okay, two games against real people and four games against a computer that you can play during this week. And uh, I just love being able to pick and choose, like you say, that is awesome. All right, so a second thing that I love is the fact that they even have GM connected because this is the first year for NHL that they have had an online franchise. Uh, last year they did not have this. They had semi functional leagues <laughs> but they were very poorly put together and were nothing like the GM connected. I mean GM connected is you can have all 32, 30, 28. You can have all the teams in the NHL. <laughs> however many there are. I'm not even going to say a number. <laughs> yeah, leave me hanging out there. Yeah. Uh so you can have somebody running all the teams. Um, I think it's you, 30, by the way. And I'm not sure. It's multi-season, right? So you got to deal mm-hmm. with all the contracts, and you can do trades, and uh, you can do all those kinds of things. And um, just the fact that it exists and it's a full-fledged mode online is fantastic. And uh, I have not actually gone to the level that you can, but you don't have to just be the guy who runs the team. You can just be a single player. And you can have yes. one guy who's the GM and three or four guys who are just – you know, single individual players on the team as well. So kudos to the team, uh, to the development team, not just for creating an online franchise, but for creating a deep involving online franchise that, as you said, we were both, uh, you know, a part of, and I'm having a blast with it. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, you maybe not so much, but, uh, Mm. Having a blast with it, so that's the second thing that I love. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it something though. I I, I kept you waiting to start our recording session tonight, um, like 20 minutes, and I have to say I, I actually played the last game I have to play this week against Cat. Uh, oh, Cat Bailey, friend of the yeah. show. She'll be doing the NBA 2K13 review session. As a matter of fact, got my third win of the season. Congratulations! Third out of 21 games. Well, that's it's brutal. But, uh, yeah, so I started basking in the glow slash preparing for the rapture because I don't know how I beat her. <laughs> she she outshot me something like 35 to 10 or something like that. She's good, so. but I've also – I defeated her 3 nothing the other day. Ooh. Yeah. Kat and I have quite a rivalry going. It was a good game. She's she's really good. She is. Well, she's Actually, really yeah. good at, at all sports games. She's, yeah. yeah. She's the kind of person who – once she decides that she wants to learn how to play a game, she's just going to – damn it, she's going to get in there and she's going to figure it out. Oh, and my God. Uh, I respect that. The Our stats for being on the attack, and this is no joke, and this is through uh, an overtime period as well. I had 3 minutes 56 seconds, 56 seconds on attack. <laughs> I could not – when she set up in front – when she got into my zone, I could not – I could not get the puck away from her. 
Well, here's and, and she just skate around and find <laughs> shots, and it's just like, oh my god, I feel so useless. Yet you beat her, which is which is good. <laughs> I got lucky. And now Flurs here's on just, fire. Here's it. I'm just gonna say it. Like I am thirteen five and two in our league right now. So mm-hmm. I'm just putting it out there. I'm I'm not one to boast about my skills in sports <laughs> games because I'm not good at them, but. Uh, I'm doing really well in our NHL GM Connected League, so I'm just going to say I'm very happy about that. All right, so mm-hmm. the the third thing that you love, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. After your boasting, I can't even think of any. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, what the third thing is that I love, and I, I love the goaltenders this year. They're smarter. They're they are. better. And yep. they are just more realistic like when you watch them play they look even more like it's not like they weren't realistic last year but they're just better they look more realistic they react more realistic than ever so i really enjoy what they've done with the goaltenders this year i'll say i'll just throw something out there i like the fact that i can skate backwards with the puck now oh that's true. i know yeah. i sound like i'm just reading the press release but it, it is something that i i'm happy about it's another yeah. thing that was missing for a long time i have to ask you about the goalies though sure here, here's the thing. Now, I'm I'm terrible at this game. So, <laughs> as we just discussed. So, like, I'm talking where I was uh, say I was like outshot by like 35 to 10. So, generally in my games, <clears throat> Flurry makes a lot of sh- uh, stops. He sure. has to, yeah, because I generally lose two to one, three to three to one, three to two, stuff like that. So, it's not like it's not like they're lighting him up. Um, but I find that if he lets one in. Almost without fail, two more quick goals, period. Huh. Like in the next five, like like stop 20 shots, then three goals and five shots. Wow. And then stop everything else after that. Do you ever see that or am I just paranoid? Well, Brodeur has been so good for me. That's probably. <laughs> Do you want to trade? Uh, absolutely not. Come on. Flurry's <laughs> highly rated. <laughs> he might be, but Brodeur is <laughs> the best goaltender of all time. Uh, um, well, I'm a little right. homerism there. Uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Um, what, Sorry, they're uh, all Canadian, so I don't care. You know, <laughs> that's true. One of the things that I've noticed, though, like is you know, related to goaltenders. I mean, it used to be basically like one of the – to use the term money play is not right, but one of the most effective ways to score a goal is to be skating down the right wing, got a guy come down the left wing, you pass the puck – over, you know, through the crease and the guy gets the tap in and the mm-hmm. goaltenders just were never able to, or not nearly as often able to react to that. And like the goaltenders now, they will nine times out of 10, knock that puck awry so that it, yep. it doesn't connect with the pass. So it's the things like that. And also they, they really, you really have to be almost perfect if you want to do the wraparound goals, you know, another one of the long time oh, yeah. money goals. Right. Mm-hmm. So things like that are, are what I've, what I've noticed that have made me more impressed about the goaltenders. For show. All right. So let's talk about three things we hate. Uh, Greg, what's your first thing? So, okay. Going back to the, um, the skating momentum. Yeah. Um, I love, I love the result of the momentum you're, you're, you're going at. So if you're, if you're gliding a little bit, then you can, you know, make much sharper turns and, uh, that sort of thing. I don't like the analog control for it. Um, I find it's really counterintuitive. You mean uh, holding the left trigger down, you mean? No, I just mean you're going to make me look like a fool. Holding the left trigger down? What are you talking about? To skate backwards? No, 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 no not skating backwards. I'm just talking about gliding versus Oh, I got you. My bad. Speed. I got you. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, like, I find, like, you don't want to charge in to the zone because you're going to get it stolen from you. You're going to get checked because yes. you're going top speed, and you're not going to be able to stop. You're not going to be able to turn. Right. I wish there was a way that I could press some kind of button to modify that. So mm. if I'm pushing up all the way, I'm gliding. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, kind of like the reverse of the speed burst button from years ago. Right. Um, I just find that I, I love the system. I have a really hard time controlling it the way I want to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a very, <clears throat> it's a very subtle thing. Like you have to. You have to be pushing up on the right stick to be skating, and I'm assuming you know we're we're skating from the bottom to the top, right? So you have to mm-hmm. be pushing up to to skate quickly into the zone. But then before, I'm sorry, with with the left stick, left stick, yeah, yeah. I'm now holding my hands in front of myself, you know, figuring, <laughs> okay, yeah, left stick to push up. 
But if you are skating and then you try to pass or shoot while you're skating, you're not going to connect. You're just, it's no. not going to happen. So no. you have to stop and glide, like you said. Then you have to like pull the stick back if you're going to shoot. And then right before you sh- push up on the stick to shoot, that's when you have to click again with the stick to point the direction that you want to do. And putting all of that together is very difficult. And I think they wanted it to be that way. Sure, um, but it's it that subtle nuance is a significant change to the way the game has played and has caused a lot of people to struggle. Well, you're looking. Well, you're not looking at me, but yeah, <laughs> you're, you're you're talking to one. And and I agree. I think that they meant to do that. Um, and I think there's it's probably a little more realistic that way because it's not easy to hit the net at well, at speed for well, sure. Right. I mean, if you watch guys when they're very rarely are guys going full speed when they also then wind up and take a slap. So like you right. know, they're usually will stop skating and be gliding and then pull back on the stick and shoot. Mm-hmm. So, yes, but it does it translate to fun video game hockey? That's really the question. Well, that's the thing that, that I'm curious about because, I mean, it's been a while since, what was it, like NHL 09 or, or 10 where, like, the big transition happened where it's like, hey, the, the EA NHL games are really good now. Yeah. Are they starting to – I'm wondering, are they starting to fall into that trap that so many sports games do and a lot of other games, like I'm thinking, like the Tony Hawk games did this as well, where – now we've got to cater to the hardcore fans, right? And we've got to make it harder for them and the hardcore good players. So, like, you know, with stuff like this, we have to make it challenging for the people who could just skate in and score every time last year. But then have they left the casual fan and the new fan kind of out in the cold? It's it's Because of it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I have the same concerns with games like NBA 2K13, which is a, a astounding technical marvel, but absolutely befuddling to the vast majority of people who are going to pick it up. Right. But mm-hmm. you look at NHL 13 had its best first week sales ever, which and, is great to see. Yeah. Sure. Almost half a million copies and NBA 2k 13 had its best first week of sales ever. Madden 13 big time sales. Like a lot of these sports sim games are breaking sales records. So Maybe for all of, and I'm at the top of the list of the guys who were complaining about accessibility, not necessarily for myself, not that I'm some savant with these games. I'm not. I get destroyed by, you know, the people. Who I don't know. That record gamers. you were flouting earlier was. Well, but my point is they are, and FIFA too, like, you know, if you put these games in front of your average sports fan who doesn't play a whole lot of video games, they have no chance. Like yeah. none. Yeah. And that that's what I can get worried about, but. Again, these sales numbers might just be proving that the core is bigger than we're thinking, and they're and they're targeting their audience properly. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. But one of the things that I hate, and we already sort of mentioned this, are the menus in GM Connected are painful, <laughs> and I think they're oh. getting worse. They yeah, were. I, I actually complained about this in the review when there weren't that many leads going on. When I say painful, I mean when you try to navigate from one screen to the other, you are sometimes waiting 20 or 30 seconds between Mm -hmm. individual menus. That is awful. And it's every screen. It's not, it's not like, you know, okay, you're hitting this one screen where it's like maybe a stats screen. So yeah, we got to sync up to make sure all the games that have been played are reflected in these stats. It's not that it's every single screen. Yep. Just terrible, 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 terrible. And, I there was a patch that was supposedly supposed to address it, but I'm not. It hasn't done it. Like if they put something out there, it it has had no effect. Um, mm-hmm. Something else you hate about this game? This is something that's been wrong with this series for a long time, and I'm still. It's it's still wrong. The passing. Um, I I feel like. I feel like I'm a victim of the the numbers, uh, the simulation that's running in the background. Hmm. Um. Example, I'm playing, playing tonight. Uh, played tonight. Three times this happened. I was playing as Philly because I was doing the uh, Winter Classic because, hey, I want to get my, my 10 gamer score. Um, skating up left side. <laughs> sk- skating up against the left side boards uh, as a defenseman. Jagger's out in front of me. I pass straight up. And the puck goes up and right. Yep. Because the defenseman that's been assigned to intercept that pass is over there. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know what you're saying, although I wouldn't know what you were saying um, 
well, I guess I'm not speaking clearly, but I mean, I get, I, I understand what you're saying, but I wouldn't have thought that that was why it happened. You, with your background as a video game, video game designer, clearly you're seeing something happening that somebody like me would not be. I would just see a pass go awry and I'd be like, I don't know why that just happened. I didn't want to make that pass. Yeah, and, and I, I, I could be totally wrong because like I said, I don't have any insight to, to exactly how these games are made. But it seems to me that there, you know, there comes a time – and I mean all the, all the players have different stats and there's some kind of random randomness happenings random, using those numbers that decides when things are, are successful or not successful in conjunction with the physics engine or whatever engine they're using, right? Um, but I find in this for the last few years this has been a problem with this game where – I am definitely pressing like hard left or hard up or whatever for a pass, and the thing doesn't just veer a little bit in a different direction. I mean, it goes the wrong way. Yeah. Period. And it, and it's always when it's an interception. It's a pass interception. Interesting. And it, it's just really, it's always been something that's really frustrated me about those games. I like I have trouble with the pass anyway, but <laughs> like when I'm skating when I'm skating straight up the boards and the guy I'm passing to is straight ahead of me and the puck veers off to the right. There's a problem there, right? Yep. Like, you know, at the very least, just make it a bad pass in that it it sort of bobbles along the ice and doesn't reach my player or something, and it yeah. is left open there for someone else to pick up. But it just tends to go to the when it decides that the pass is not going to be completed, <laughs> it just goes to the closest <laughs> opponent. You know, like yeah, interesting. Of course, I've also thrown something like 19 interceptions in my Madden league, so maybe that's this is just a, me. That's a whole other story. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing that I hate about this game is the incredibly uninspired implementation of the legends. You wouldn't even, you would barely know that they're in the game. Mm -hmm. And as a guy who has just been over the moon with the last couple, not this year, but the last couple, NBA 2K11, 2K12, with the Jordan challenges and the NBA's greatest modes, where they have, not only do they have these legends in the game, but they make them so much fun to play as and play against. There's just no reason whatsoever to use the Wayne Gretzky's and the, mm -hmm. and the, the Gordie Howe's and all the different legends in the game. It, it, it's just so, I, to say poorly done is probably not fair, but uninspired and not fun. I just, the, to me, I don't see a, a, even a point that these legends are in the game. More like, more like a tick on a producer's list somewhere. Yeah. It had to be in there. So now it's in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there there would be so much better ways to use them. I mean, at least this year they used the NHL moments to try to, you know, replicate a couple of Gretzky's great things. But you're doing it as Gretzky in a current day's team. Even that's not just, the same. No, not at no. all. So that's that has bothered me last year. It's bothered me this year. Not to where I would recommend against the game for it, but it, it's just there's no point to it. But anyway, enough of me rolling about that. One more thing you hate. <laughs> Third and last thing that you hate. Um, the, uh, incredible usefulness of the poke check. It is a very effective tool when you're on defense. That's for yeah. sure. It, it's, it's a little too much to me. <laughs> it is a lot too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. I mean, there's not really any more description needed there, right? It's like if, if you, uh, skate up into the zone and you're anywhere near a defenseman and they're anywhere near proficient. Yep. They're just going to take it from you. It's period. True. Yeah. Yeah. And again, there was a patch that came out that was supposed to reduce the usefulness of that. I have not really seen that mm -hmm. have a whole lot of effect. It reduced my usefulness. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty poor at it. <laughs> well, I do not recall seeing on the list that uh the bullet point of the patch was to reduce Greg Seward's usefulness <laughs> with the uh poke check. Yeah, hidden but feature. I, I can check that, you know, and go through that again. Might have missed that one. Well, a third thing that I hate about NHL is is I'm going to combine two things into this. The fighting is dreadful, and yeah. it's the same that it has been. The fighting itself maybe is dreadful isn't the right term, but like the way that after the fight is over, the two guys just sort of collapse on the ice in a heap on top of each other <laughs> is just. I mean, it's like. So silly. It's almost like, come on, guys, just get that out of there, please. I mean, because fights never, ever, ever end like that. When a fight ends in the NHL, eight times out of ten, it's the linesman coming linesman in. Linesman getting in. Yeah. yeah, dragging the two guys. Occasionally, a guy, you know, one of the two guys will fall to the ice. But never do they both just collapse, like, in a slow dance heap onto the ice together. I love 
I, I love the animation of the guy who wins. <laughs> Where he kind of just lets go, and you just yeah. you, you want you want to hear him go, ah, yeah. He like waves at him. at him and skates away. Yeah, it's the same one every time too. So you know, and I'm going to combine that that with the commentary. Again, the commentary is not bad, but it is stale. And the commentary, yeah. I mean, Bill Clement and Gary Thorne have not called an NHL game together in at least five years mm-hmm. when the they recorded that, this. <laughs> the fact that they're still doing it. To this day, again, it's not bad. It's just like, oh, my God, it, I've heard these guys call these games forever. Get anybody else in there. Get, I mean, who we really need, at least, you know, I don't know how familiar you guys are, but Doc Emmerich is the mm-hmm. de facto hockey announcer for um, any American NHL broadcast, whether it's when it's on NBC or on the NBC Sports Network and on the Olympics. Like, Doc Emmerich is the guy who calls it. I would love if if he were the announcer. That would make the most sense. Um, I will say, though, I think that the, the commentary is actually much improved over the last couple of years because of something that they've omitted, which goes back to the, the um, player um, assignments where when you create a player, you create a sniper or a playmaker yeah. or a grinder yeah. or whatever. And it used to infuriate me to no end when you would score with someone who wasn't a sniper. And I forget who it was. It was Clement or whoever would go on and on about, well, you don't normally see a playmaker scoring goals like that. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Or, you know, oh, look, that sniper got an assist. Wow, that's amazing. Like, it's this amazing, you know, role reversal issue that you would never see in real life. It's just so stupid. <laughs> you know, I, I realized it was to sell the system that they introduced into the game, but it, right. it got so over overdone with through the commentary. It was just like... You know, you never hear that. You're never going to watch a hockey game and hear somebody say something like that unless the guy's just not a scorer in general. Like if it's a defenseman who never takes shots and who never scores and he's having an amazing season, you'll hear about it. Yeah, when Ken Danico scored a goal in game one of the Stanley Cup Finals in 2000, the guy scored like five goals in his career. Right. It was was a big moment. Exactly. But in in like previous NHL games, I'm talking like uh, 11 and 12 in particular. Yeah, it was always a big moment, and it was right. always a big moment because he'd been assigned as a playmaker and not yeah. a sniper, and it was just so dumb. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, as we wrap it up, any other any any sort of final comments about uh, NHL 13? It's really good. I just wish I didn't suck at it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm seriously, I've, I'm not used to. I'm not a great player, but I'm not used to being this terrible. Well, one and, of the uh, problems, you're not terrible, Greg. The problem is the league that we're playing in, which is the only games that you're playing, <laughs> was set to like a super high difficulty. You that's know, true. I, I lost five games, or not five, but I lost like four games in a row in the second week of our league because it just it was too hard. The difficulty is down lower. You When you play online against real people, you're doing pretty well. You beat me once, I beat you once, you beat Cat. I mean, so... I think you just had a bad rung of ring of luck, but the good thing is it's a long season. You got time to win some games and, and climb back in. All you need to do is make the playoffs. You never know what can happen. <laughs> okay, I've got nine points. Hey, you know, I'm. Uh, I will say I'm going to throw this out there um, as a little bit of a self promotion. I was involved in um, the recording of a pretty famous hockey fight a few years back in uh, like a it was the junior league in Halifax. Uh, if you go onto YouTube and you look up uh, Crazy Brawl, is, is the title of the video, uh, it was between the Halifax Wolverines and Summerside. Is this with um, Patrick Waugh's son and goal? No, okay. no, it's not. Um, but it was this amazing fight that we had here in Halifax at the Forum, um, these two teams that hated each other, that involved uh, one of the Halifax players actually like doing a swan dive into the opponent's bench. Oh, boy. And another guy taking on the entire bench. He actually, he actually chased a player into his own bench and then took on the entire bench. Wow. And then when they dragged him away to the penalty box, he jumped out and came over and took on the entire bench again. Um, so anyway, just go look it up on YouTube. Crazy Brawl. Uh, Were you was, participating in it? Were you I was one of the it? camera people. It, oh, okay. it ended up being a big story for a few reasons, but we were very proud of it because it got on TSN and everything nice. like that, So, which is R-E-S-P-N. Yeah. Go look it up. Joey Johnson 992 is the user. I will so. do that, and you yep. should all do that too. Yes. So last question, Greg. If you were reviewing this, uh, you have a five-star scale. What's your score? I'd probably give it a four. There you go. Same yep. score I gave it. Yep. Excellent. 
Well, Greg Stewart of the Player One Podcast, my favorite podcast. Hey. It should be yours, too. Every week. Every week for years now. Over 300 episodes. You're up yeah. to, what, 311 or 312? Yeah, 312. Episode? I think we're going to be recording this Unbelievable. weekend. Unbelievable. Every week. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Go listen. Greg also produces the excellent uh, Generation 16 series on uh, the Player One Podcast Network, which is video uh, compilations of... Uh, of just a whole bunch of amazing uh, Sega Saturn and, and games uh, of that ilk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, by the time this goes live, you will have already done your extra life uh, marathon, but congratulations on reaching your goal. That's a big deal. I, that's, that's awesome. Yes, and thank you for your generous donation on that. My pleasure. Um, so, and also follow him on Twitter at is Seward. Seward? Yeah, okay. Yep. S-E-W-A-R-T. Excellent. Greg, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. And um, we will talk to you next time on BoxScore. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of BoxScore, brought to you by GamesRadar. A huge thanks to the great Greg Seward for participating, too. I'm your host, Richard Grisham. You can follow me on Twitter. My handle is Rich Grisham. Tweet me any comments, questions, and thoughts you may have about this and future shows. And also follow Games Radar at their handle, Games Radar, and Greg Seward at his handle, Seward. So until next time, this is Richard Grisham for Boxsport.